Welcome to my podcast, Only Girl on the Job Site. I'm Renee Beery, an interior designer with a passion for managing construction projects, large and small. My mission is to empower women, both homeowners and interior designers, to manage renovation projects like a pro. My goal in sharing my knowledge and experience from working in the field for the past 29 years will allow you to avoid the mistakes I have seen and go into projects confident and knowledgeable about the industry so that your projects will be as smooth and as successful as possible. To all working mothers, this episode is for you. I have a lot of you listening. I have a lot of you reaching out to me as far as balance. I have spoken about balance in the past on some episodes, but today, since it's just after Mother's Day, I thought I would dig in a little further and talk about the highs and lows of being a working mother. So let's get to it. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. This episode is dedicated to all the working mothers listening to me, whether you are a mother of babies or animals or fosters or just a mother figure in someone's life. Your job is far more important than anything I talk about on these podcast episodes. So I wanted to talk about the the challenges, the, the highs and the lows that go along with the title of working mother. I can't say I'm going to solve all of the issues, but I want to talk about some of the experiences I've had, some of the things I have seen, some of the things I've tried that have worked and some that have not worked and everything in between because the balancing act or what people will call the balancing act is a tricky goal to achieve. And I've talked about that before, but I think given that it was just Mother's Day, I think it's really important to go over it again. So it was just Mother's Day weekend, and I hope each of you, first and foremost, got some time off, right? As a working mom, that doesn't come very often. And maybe there was a celebration or two along the way. Now, in my opinion, every day should be Mother's Day because we play such a critical role in our loved ones' lives. And that becomes a challenge sometimes when the people you love and their needs come up against the work that you love, and those needs. And that's what I want to dig into today. So to take a step back, I was, I guess, technically speaking, a late mother. I was focusing on my career. I was living in Manhattan. My friends around me were all single. And I didn't really question the fact that I too was single until I moved home. And I was just shy of 31 when I moved back to Delaware and bought an old house, a really cool old building in an up-and-coming neighborhood and gutted that and was establishing my own business and planning for a retail space and all sorts of things were going on. And I was the mother of two Labradors at the time. And so my hands, my life, everything was full. And then I took a breath and looked around and realized, huh, most of my friends are married and sure enough, a lot of them already have children. And it just didn't occur to me. I was fulfilled by my work and my beautiful Labradors and everything in between. Then I was fortunate enough to be introduced to my husband by mutual friends, and we got married. And I was 35 when I got married. And it was funny. Most of my friends, most of my bridesmaids needed babysitters to come to our wedding. And at the time, we sort of laughed about it. 
But those same friends, also well-intending, kept reminding me that my clock was ticking and to quickly have babies, right? Just get in there, Renee, and start having babies. And we were fortunate. My daughter was born when I was a week shy of 37. And at the time, I did not know what AMA was on a form in your OB's office. And for those of you who do not know what that means, it means advanced maternal age. And I was definitely offended when I heard it because I didn't feel old. But I recognized that my friends of my age had children already and were often on their second or third when I had my first. Now, my son was born when I was 39. And yes, admittedly, I consider myself an older mom. Now, I don't in day-to-day life. I actually think they make me stay young. Um, But I worked through that entire process. I had my own career. I had my own business. There was no maternity leave. There was no HR department to go to and say, hey, I want to take so many weeks off or how do I bank more weeks? It was, I had ongoing projects. I had ongoing construction projects and I'm waddling around projects pregnant. And there are still guys I work with who talk about it. And actually there were some that were quite affected by it who finally came clean later saying, you know, we really worried about you being on these projects. And I thought, really? No big deal. I just had a big belly. I was carrying someone else along with me for the ride. So it was an extraordinary challenge to have newborns and still be working. I think perhaps I took off about three weeks with each child. And trust me, taking off, and I'm doing air quotes right now, meant I was still answering emails. I was still making phone calls. Now, I wasn't doing in-person client meetings, but I was by no means taking off. Again, I'm making air quotes. So That is a challenge. At the time, there was no other option, Uh, really. My option was you either continue maintaining the client base you have or you take off for three, four months and hope that they're there at the end. And I wasn't willing to take that risk. I also was closing down a retail store while pregnant with my daughter. And it just so happened that the lease on the space of where my retail store was ended three days after my daughter was born. And yes, the leasing agent, also a man, had accused me of planning it that way, which, I mean, hell, he's clearly never tried to get pregnant before. I said, no way am I that good at this kind of thing. So here I am packing up an entire store, buttoning up client projects as much as possible, and being pregnant at the same time. It was a nightmare, now that I've had the time to look back on it. But in the moment, you know, as a working mom, you don't focus on that kind of stuff. You just move through. You do what you have to do. So when my son was born two years later, I sort of had a routine going. I had help with my daughter. I knew how to manage work. I tried my best not to overload my work, but still keep it consistent enough to build beyond when I knew my children would be old enough for me to be bringing on even more work. But it was a challenge. Every single month, something would come up. A baby would be sick. A babysitter would cancel on me. I mean, I can't tell you the beauty of sending my children to nursery school when I knew, albeit they would be in a Petri dish and come home with illnesses, there was at least somewhere to take them for an extended period of time that I could count on day in and day out. So what does a working mom do at that time? 
Well, I have to say, I wish I could remember which friend of mine gave me this advice. Because remember, my oldest is about the same age as most of my friend's youngest children. So I had these women ahead of me. I had these women working and established, giving me advice on how the hell to manage all of this. Now, a lot of them weren't solopreneurs, but they still had that level of experience and what they could help me with along the way. And again, I really can't remember who gave me this amazing piece of advice, but I have shared it with everybody I can. And that was, Renee, when your babies are young, you work your ass off. And I remember thinking, wait, what? No, that's when I should be taking time off and taking care of the baby. And the woman said to me, I remember it so well. She said, get your child cared for, make sure she's in a loving environment and keep working. It's when they're older, that's when you need to be around. You need to be there as much as possible at school pickup and at school events and all sorts of things in between. And I don't really remember making a conscious decision that this was the plan I was going to implement, but it sort of worked out that way. And boy, 15 years later, I can tell you for certain that that was the best advice I ever had because I did dig in. I worked. I worked probably 40 hours a week somehow band-aiding it all together while my children were young. And while I still work 40-hour weeks, it looks different today than it ever did back then. And I'll get into that in a minute. Okay, so I didn't get maternity leave. And most of you probably experienced the same thing. I had a career that I had to maintain because there was no support staff doing that for me. I had no marketing team. I had no you know, lead generator. It was me. Now, this was also, I'm going to age myself here. This was also before the internet was so popular. So there weren't websites, there weren't email campaigns that I could be doing and things of that nature. It was literally building relationships one client at a time. And I know a lot of designers come to me and say, oh, this is my second career or my third career. And more often than not, they're coming out of like a corporate life. And while they love design, one of the reasons that they're drawn to it is the flexibility in the schedule. And clearly, that is why I was able to pull off what I could pull off all those years when my children were young. You know, there were certainly days where I was working from home all day. And so I didn't need childcare if it fell through, or I could rearrange my schedule if something needed to be rearranged. It wasn't a nine to five, put on a suit in the morning and go sit in an office all day. And for that, I am blessed. I'd love to say that I chose this career because I was thinking so far in advance and I'm that planned out. And that is completely not true. I chose this career. Well, in fact, I think this career chose me, but I loved it in return and then got lucky that it would support what I needed to do in my life. Now, there are always going to be downsides to every career. And people in my immediate community think, oh, you're so lucky to do what you do. You're so lucky to have your own company and call your own shots. And well, sure, there is, of course, elements of that in my life. But again, like I said, there's a lot of downside. There's no one else. There's no one catching what falls through the cracks. Now, I do now have support well beyond what I had in the beginning. But again, it is simply me doing the 
bulk of the work. And I know that's the case for so many of you listening. So this weird term solopreneur means we aren't maybe completely alone or solo, but we really are the figurehead of our company. And people are watching and looking at us and what we can accomplish and gauging how they want to get involved based on what they see. That can be a lot of responsibility. That can be a lot of stress, right? And some of the experiences I've had or the reactions I've had is to my dress, crazy as that is. I'm on construction sites more often than not. And so I'm usually either in black slacks or in jeans. That's pretty much my go-to outfits. There's no point in me wearing a skirt or a dress because if I'm on a job site unexpectedly, I'm not exactly going to go up on a ladder and check something out if I'm in a skirt or a dress. So I have just changed my wardrobe accordingly. Now, there are, of course, days I know I'm not going on a construction site, and therefore I'm free to wear a dress or a skirt. But a lot of people will see me in jeans or casual pants. And you'd be amazed how many women that I come in contact with, traditionally around my children's schooling, who say, I never knew you worked, Renee. You know, we'll see you here at 11 a.m. at some kid function, or we'll see you at pickup and you're in jeans, you're in casual attire. Now the working world has changed a little and dress has become more casual. But I saw that as something that I've done wrong, right? I'm clearly not projecting that I am a working mom in certain scenarios. And therefore, what am I missing out on? What lead am I missing? What marketing am I missing out on? Because I'm obviously showing up as mom at that moment. Now, I'm not saying I would ever not show up as mom. Hell, uh, the guys on the job site call me mom because I mother the hell out of them with where their goggles are and earplugs and things like that. But there are missed opportunities. And I want you all to hear that because I do look back and think, wow, I probably should have projected or maybe spoken about what I did more, regardless of what I was wearing. But knowing that perhaps my attire and the fact that I'm there during, quote, working hours was giving the impression that I didn't work. And again, since I am my own marketing department, that was something I needed to focus on more. So I really do encourage you, if you are listening to this saying, oh, yeah, that's just like me. And yeah, it's great. I get to show up my kids uh, gingerbread house making when it's 11 o'clock in the morning because I can schedule my life around that. Well, make sure you drop in the fact that you're working or you're heading to a meeting after that or you came from a meeting before that. I think I just instinctively shut off that valve and turned on the mom valve when I would walk into those situations. And I look back now and think that was a mistake. Those were missed opportunities or potential missed opportunities that I want you all to hear about and take better advantage of than I did in my past. But one of the most wonderful things I am seeing coming out of being a working mom is my children's experience watching me manage it all. And by all, I don't really mean I'm managing it all, but they see me try things, fail at things, succeed at things. They see me prioritizing them over my work. They see me prioritize work over other responsibilities and everything in between. And I really hope that what they're taking from this is that I prioritize things that matter the most to me. One is my family, 
but two is my work. And I work because I love to do the work. There are perks along the way. Of course, there's income, there's camaraderie, there's seeing projects from start to end, and everything involved in the design of a project. But they know ultimately that they are the priority. And for working moms, it's okay to have that priority. So this takes me back to Mother's Day and why I thought it was so important to talk about this this week, because I had a jam-packed weekend planned. Last Monday was my father-in-law's 80th birthday. Last Thursday was my son's 13th birthday. And there is a fair every year leading up to Mother's Day weekend next door to my children's school. And this year, the first day landed on my son's birthday, which happens periodically, but hadn't happened in years. And actually, they haven't been able to hold this fair for two years because of COVID. So my mother-in-law planned a huge birthday celebration for both her husband and my son on the Saturday of Mother's Day weekend. People were flying in, taking the train in, driving in. It was a big deal. She had organized everything to be COVID friendly and outside and food coming. It was really going to be special. And given that the fair was going to be on my son's birthday, I said, this is fantastic. You guys all walk over. I'll meet you there. I'll have a fistful of tickets and you guys can go on all the rides and basically make it a birthday party of sorts. So the week arrives and my son started complaining of a runny nose and a slight sore throat. Now be aware that my son and my husband suffer from seasonal allergies. So while I would initially basically ignore that and just treat the symptoms, I was paranoid and immediately tested him for COVID. So on Tuesday of last week, he was negative. And I thought, okay, it's seasonal allergies. Sorry to hear it. Here are the things that usually work and let's move forward. Wednesday came, Yeah, about the same. So I thought, yeah, it's those seasonal allergies. Thursday, he went to school feeling the same way. I'm standing in in the park waiting for him and his buddies to arrive. And as he approached, he looked awful. And you know, as a mom, all you have to do is see the face and go, something's wrong. As he approached me, I said, buddy, I think you need to walk with me. And within 10 minutes, we were gone. And lo and behold, he tested positive. Poor guy. On his 13th birthday, he celebrated without friends, not at the fair, and with COVID. So what do I do? I don't have COVID. I tested negative. My daughter and my husband tested negative. Everything came to a screeching halt. The party, sadly, for my father-in-law and son was canceled Mother's Day, we were supposed to go to a steeplechase and have a big tailgate with friends and family, canceled. Mother's Day dinner out, canceled. And then I had my clients. And this is where a working mother struggles every single time. Here is my best advice. My priority is my family, their health, but also my clients and their health. And Whether I was testing negative or not, I did not feel it was appropriate for me to be going inside clients' homes, masked or not, until I knew the coast was clear. And so on Friday, everything got wiped. 
I was working the entire time, but not seeing clients. There were some job sites I was able to go on to where I knew I could separate from the workmen and not be there very long, of course, masked. But these are the things that working mothers deal with. Now, I am blessed with incredibly understanding clients, and several of them listen to this podcast, so they're probably chuckling along the way. It wasn't easy for me to cancel those meetings. Of course, we want projects to continue forward, especially during this post-COVID period. But they also knew that I didn't want to run the risk of bringing germs into their house and possibly impact either them or people in their lives and have it just continue and spiral out of control. So while it wasn't an easy decision and working mothers make tough decisions every single day, I also know it was the best decision, not only for myself, my health, but also my clients and their health. And so this is the ongoing struggle that working mothers face, whether it is choosing a meeting over a child activity, whether it is choosing to keep germs out of the home or moving a project forward and everything in between. So I hear you. I have struggled with those exact same situations and know that I will continue to struggle as they come up over the rest of my working days. But I also know that I am making the best decision in the moment with the facts I have. And that's honestly all anyone can expect from any of us. So we did postpone Mother's Day. My son did get his cake. It was Sunday night. We pretended it was his birthday again. And luckily, he's recovered. We all feel well. And thankfully, no one else got COVID in the house. And for that, I am truly thankful. And what better gift for Mother's Day than that? So as I mentioned in last episode, I have gone back into my signature course and revamped it based on members' feedback, members' questions, and am so excited to finally say this course will open in June. We have been working tirelessly behind the scenes. It is really dynamic. It covers topics just like this and how to manage them the best way you can. It is comprehensive from the start of a renovation project through the very end and everything in between. How to be your best marketing agency, even if you are a solopreneur, what tips and tricks I have learned along the way that I have found valuable and have moved my career forward that I want to share with each of you. Now, the only way you're going to know about this in advance is by being on the wait list, which you can get onto on my website, www.devignatedesign.com under the designer tab look for the course, and get on the wait list. I promise we will not spam you, but we will give you a heads up of some exciting things that are coming to launch the course in June. I just can't wait because I know the value of renovation projects in my own business, the additional income stream it provides beyond my decorating clients, And I want to share this with all of the designers listening so they can implement it into their own firm or if they already are doing renovations to boost their knowledge to the next level so they can continue to take on bigger or more frequent projects. It really is a game changer, especially as the tides turn on our industry, which I've spoken about in the past. But today, I can't thank you enough for your time. 
I really hope this resonated with all the working mothers out there. I hear you. I am you. And I completely understand you. Happy to talk about this further. Shoot me an email or a DM on social media. And I look forward to our next time together. Thank you for listening today and feel free to join me on social media at Davine Design in order to stay up to date on the latest happenings in my construction world. There is more detailed information on my website for my signature courses for both homeowners and designers, as well as other material to help guide you through a successful renovation project. Make sure to follow my podcast so that you get notifications of new episodes so you don't miss a tip. If you enjoyed this episode, spread the word, leave a review and tell your friends who are starting or are mid project. And thank you again for listening today.